0: It's June 3rd, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver.
1: And I'm Chris Kottnor.
0: Our top story today? The UK Ministry of Defense reported in an intelligence update this morning that Russia is achieving tactical success in the Donbass and has gained momentum over the Ukrainian defenders. They go on to say that Russia controls over 90% of Luhansk Oblast and is likely to capture the remaining 10% over the next two weeks. However, these advances have come at a significant cost to Russia in terms of manpower, money, and equipment.
1: Taiwan has imposed a ban on the sale of modern chips to Russia and Belarus in response to the invasion of Ukraine. Taiwan's Ministry of Economic Affairs published a list of strategic high-tech goods that are barred from export to Russia and Belarus, including microprocessors or microcircuits with performance speeds of 5 gigaflops or above, clock frequency rates in excess of 25 megahertz, an external interconnection with a data transfer rate of 2.5 megabytes or greater, more than 144 pins, or a basic propagation delay time of less than 0.4 nanoseconds. This effectively prevents Russia and Belarus from getting any modern technology made in Taiwan, which is a main exporter of microchips.
0: In the early weeks of the war, there was a major concern that Russian forces at Chernobyl would cause a nuclear disaster. Thanks to a report in the Washington Post, we have a better sense of what was happening during those critical days. Stolen computers, equipment, and software totaling 135 million dollars, sleep-deprived workers on shifts lasting hundreds of hours, and destroyed buildings. Yevhem Karmarenko, the director of the Exclusion Zone, said that it is no longer possible to provide reliable information about the 1,000-square-mile area where radiation levels remain high and public access is limited.
1: Elsewhere, The United Nations said Thursday that Yemen's warring parties have agreed to renew a nationwide truce for another two months. The ceasefire between Yemen's internationally recognized government and the Iran-backed Houthi rebels initially came into effect on April 2nd. Though each side at times accused the other of violating the ceasefire, it was the first nationwide truce in the past six years of the conflict in the Arab world's most impoverished nation. The announcement, which is the outcome of UN efforts, came only a few hours before the original truce was set to expire on Thursday.
0: Annual inflation in Turkey hit 73.5% in May, the highest rate since 1998, according to official data released Friday, as a cost-of-living crisis in the country deepens. While many countries are seeing rising consumer prices, critics blame Turkey's problems on President Erdogan's economic policies. As we've reported in the past, the Turkish leader insists that high borrowing costs cause inflation, a position that contradicts established economic thinking, and advocates lowering interest rates to boost growth and exports. The sharpest increases in annual prices were in the transportation sector. At 107.6%, followed by food and non alcoholic drink prices at 91.6%.
1: Salvadoran authorities have committed massive human rights violations, including thousands of arbitrary detentions and violations of due process, torture, and ill treatment, according to a new report from Amnesty International. The report, released Thursday, found that since late March, nearly 2% of the country has been detained, with at least 18 people having died in state custody. Additionally, at least 1,190 children have been detained and held in youth facilities, with many of them charged with being a member of an illegal group of terrorist organizations.
0: Students at a Hong Kong university this week have hidden tiny figurines Of a democracy goddess around campus in the lead up to the anniversary of the Tiananmen Square massacre. The statue had been a fixture on the campus for 11 years and was modeled after the original democracy symbol paraded by students at Tiananmen Square in 1989 before they were killed by soldiers. The anonymous acts defy the authorities' increasing crackdown on public recognition of the highly sensitive incident.
1: North Korea has temporarily taken over as head of a top nuclear disarmament forum in the United Nations. It comes as the pariah state was earlier this year accused of testing an intercontinental ballistic missile, which are banned by the UN Security Council. The conference on disarmament held three times a year at the UN headquarters in Geneva is the world's only permanent multilateral body negotiating arms and nuclear accords. North Korea will chair the forum for at least the next three weeks. How how does that happen? How does North Korea assume this position?
0: The UN has a long history of having odd bedfellows as the chair of a variety of institutions. So you can look at the Human Rights Council, which has had Libya as a chair, You look at the Security Council, which currently has Russia, an aggressor state on it. The whole original point of the UN was to bring together all the countries of the world to try to prevent violence. And so they tend to focus on inclusion and dialogue rather than necessarily finding the right answer to questions. So that's how you end up with these weird countries in charge of areas where they themselves are lacking. In other news, EU countries can ban edible-looking cosmetic products such as bath bombs, especially if they pose a risk to children, the European Court of Justice said. But this should be done on a case-by-case basis, and it's not enough for a product to look like food for it to be banned. The case relates to a decision made by Lithuanian authorities to force UK-based Get Fresh Cosmetics Limited to withdraw a number of bath bombs, citing the danger they pose to children who could confuse them for food. It is now up to the Lithuanian court to come to a final ruling on the products. Now if only we could make Tide Pods look less delicious. That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at the DSRnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, we're talking with Caitlin Welsh, the Director of the Global Health Security Program at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Thanks to our new members and longtime members for making these interviews possible. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.